0: So this is interesting. I, you know how like a lot of people will say that eating low carb is better because it keeps your blood sugars more stable. And there's like this huge rave around a low carb diet and keto and all of these things. And I heard somewhere that um, there's not enough consistent, they're like, there's research, but there's not enough consistent research to actually prove that eating low carb is better for type one diabetics. And they said like, you cannot take research based on type two and translate that for type one because they are both completely different disorders. And a lot of the research is when it comes to eating low carb is really based on more of a type two diabetic. And I found that like so interesting just because so many people, I mean, even type ones that I have talked to have found that eating lower carb has helped their blood sugars. But when I really when I think about it, it's like whether or not carbs are going to, like, there's just so many factors, and it depends on, like, the individual and their lifestyle, how active they are, what their workouts consist of, what kind of carbs they're consuming to begin with. Because another thing is, like, a lot of people used to tell me in the past, like, oh, you should go all raw food, plant based, which I did that. I tried it, and it wasn't sustainable for me personally. Um, but just eat, you know, eating like plant based and raw food in itself is like you're still consuming carbs. So when people say low carb, it's like, well, how low are you talking about there's just like so many factors, but it's just super interesting that there isn't enough consistent research overall when it comes to type one. So I just wanted to share that. Another interesting thing that I heard is that when like our target range for HBC one what what is it like I i never know but your A1C test the target range is you know under seven percent but as you get older when you're um like I don't know what is like seventy in your seventies at at an older age your a1C target range goes up. So it's like in the 8%, I think. And it can be confusing for a lot of people. But the reason for that, which this is what I found was super interesting, is because when you have hypoglycemia, it can sometimes cause like heart palpitations. Wow, I can't even talk right now, but <laughs> it can cause, yeah, heart palpitations. And uh, so as a in your older age, for um, just as a safety precaution you want to make sure that your your blood sugar does not stay at such a low range all the time so therefore your a1c target gets a little bit higher and i just found that super interesting did you know that because i had never heard that before anyways i hope that you are doing amazing and you're having a beautiful week so far and here I am sitting chatting to you. I'm drinking my coffee, and I'm also just thinking because, like, I posted on IG the other day about how I bullets for my coffee in the morning, and a lot of you guys were like, oh, my, like, a few of you were like, me too. <laughs> and then some of you, you were like, you had never heard of um, coffee making your blood sugar go higher. A lot of you have, but some of you haven't. And for a long time, I had no idea. Actually, I think it was like a year ago that I started noticing coffee to really affect my blood sugars. And... Um It's because of the the stimulant effect that's in caffeine. So it can raise blood glucose levels for some people. So even if you're drinking coffee and you don't put any sweeteners or anything in it, it can still increase your blood sugars. And it's also super interesting because not only are we all so different, but it's really, for me personally, it's just the mornings when I am a little bit more insulin resistant that I notice coffee affecting me, which is why I bolus for it in the morning. But in the afternoon, if I have coffee, before the gym or if I just have like coffee just for whatever reason in the afternoon, I generally don't find that I need to bolus it bowls for it because I'm not as insulin resistant. And I've heard too, like a lot of pre-workout drinks and different stimulants can affect your blood glucose levels. And so I haven't actually noticed that for me personally, but I also don't drink a lot of pre-workout drinks, but even, um, I know there's just so many like red Bulls or whatever. Um, And I think that's, it's interesting, just something to be aware of. Like for me, when I'm lifting weights, my blood sugar goes up. And that's again, because, uh, any sort of high intensity training will increase the cortisol levels in your body. So it'll make you a little bit more insulin resistant. So if you do find like, say you have an energy drink and then you hit the gym and you're lifting weights and you're like, why the hell is my blood sugar so high? That might be something to consider when you are working out. But I am super excited for this episode today. So, we are going to chat about just do you use an insulin pump or do you use insulin injections? Because it can be like just looking back for me personally, it was a huge decision that I pondered on for weeks because I did not like the idea of wearing a tube. And so, I There's just so many things to consider, especially when you are paying for your diabetes supplies. And sometimes not all of these supplies are covered uh, by our insurance companies, depending on where you live, too. So it can be a little bit of a difficult decision. And so we're just going to cover the pros and cons of using an insulin pump or using, using insulin injections. So hopefully it can help you if you are on the fence just trying to make the decision that is right for you. This episode today is brought to you by my brand new program, The Balanced Body Guide. My brand new program, BBG, to say it for short. Um, So basically, BBG is the fundamentals of nutrition when it comes to achieving your fat loss goal and keeping your blood sugar stable in the process. And... When I launched my Fat Loss for Type 1s program, I asked you guys for feedback and a lot of you who did not join the program felt that you really wanted something that was going to give you the steps that you needed in order to achieve your goals, but that was still more affordable. So, the price point for fat loss for type 1s you felt was just a little bit high for your current situation, which I totally get. And obviously, I would love to have you join fat loss for type 1s another time. But in the meantime, I have created my BBG program to get you started achieving your goals. Because I really do feel that, you know, no matter who we are, we should all be able to have access to the same information. We should all be able to achieve our goals and to feel confident and be able to stabilize our blood sugars. And not all of us have a couple hundred dollars to throw down on a program and that's totally fine. But I really wanted to create something where everyone could join no matter of their circumstances or their current position. And so if This sounds like you and you're interested and you want to start losing weight. And on December 31st, 2019, this year, you want to be able to look back and feel extremely excited with all of the progress that you have made so far in 2019 and really just kick off the new year with a head start towards achieving your goals, then definitely check out BBG. If you are listening to this on Thursday, October 2nd, then, or wait, if you're listening to this on Thursday, October 3rd, then you have until tonight, until midnight tonight, to join my BBG program for a limited time price. And there's no strings attached. So if you enroll and you're like, hey, this is actually not what I was expecting, which I hope obviously it is, but if for some reason you decide that it's not, then there you can cancel at any time. There are no obligations and absolutely no um, um, no strings attached and no cancellation fees. I just really want it. Want this to be something that will help you achieve your goals. And so, if this does sound interesting and you want to check it out, go to diabeticfitnessworld.com forward slash BBG. And I'll also link to this in the show notes. So be sure to check it out before midnight tonight. And Hey, if you are listening to this episode after the October 3rd, if you're like, Oh my God, I just missed the deadline. Don't worry. The price point is still very affordable and we'd love to have you part of the program. And once you join, you will be grandfathered in with whatever price you sign up for. So even if the price does increase over time, you will still have that price and it will never increase. So a lot of the pros and cons that we're going to cover today are based on my own personal experience. So for those of you who, I mean, you may have different experiences or there's also the Omnipod instead of getting like an insulin pump and i don't i've never tried the omnipod before but i have heard really great things about it but today we're going to cover like the insulin pump i have the tandem t slim and then we're gonna just cover the pros and cons between an insulin pump and using injections and i so it's been 20 years since i've had type 1 diabetes and you guys I only got an insulin pump like just over a year ago. It hasn't even been in a year and a half yet. So I got my insulin pump in May of 2018. So I I waited like a good, 19 years almost to actually get an insulin pump so this is all coming from someone who was super against getting an insulin pump for so long because i did not want to wear a tube attached to my body um so i was super against the whole idea of that and so so this will be like the pros and cons from me personally and i hope they help you out so the number one pro for having an insulin pump is just having more control over your basal settings all in all. So you can literally be able to set your basal according to not only just the time of the day, but like for what you're doing too. So it, it just, it gives you so much more control for like dawn phenomenon or different times of the day when you're insulin, insulin resistant, insulin resistance is going to be a little bit higher, or maybe you're a little bit more insulin sensitive at some times of the day or in the middle of the night. So you can essentially set your basil according to your body. So for example, in the mornings, I have my basil set a lot higher then in the afternoon and then throughout the night it's even set differently so i i have my basil set for different amounts at different times of the day and i'll even adjust it like if i go on holiday or whatever so there's just, you get a lot more um you can just fine tune it more because when i had the pens i was using first i had Lantus for a long time and then i was using triceba but y- you could only you know you can inject it like once or twice a day and just having the pump has really made it a lot easier for me personally to just keep my blood sugar more stable at different times of the day and give me a little bit more flexibility. So that's number one. And then number two is... If you do decide to look into an insulin pump and you're thinking about which one do I buy, the Tandem T Slim, if you have a Dexcom, they work together. So they, you have the Basal IQ, which has been such a lifesaver for me. So the Basal IQ, what it does is when your blood sugar is dropping, it... Your pump will read with your Dexcom, so it will shut off your basil completely when you're dropping or when you get down to a certain level. So this has saved me from waking up in the middle of the night with low blood sugar so many times because when I look at my Dexcom or my pump the next morning, I can see um, like all the times that it like shut off when my blood sugar started dropping. So it'll shut off and then your blood sugar will level out and then your basil will kick back in. And so you won't, you don't have to wake up. It just takes care of it for yourself. And then you, it also saves you from eating a bunch of hypo snacks or glucose tablets because it will just shut off automatically. So you don't have to worry about it. Such a lifesaver. So that is pro number two. And the third pro is that you can set temp basal rates for different times of the day for different activities. So for example, when I decide, hey, I'm going to walk to the gym and instead of like having to eat a snack beforehand because I already have the basil in my system, I will just set a temp basil rate. So my basil will only inject like 50% of what it normally would so that I don't have to worry about going low for my half an hour walk to the gym. So that has been super amazing. And then you can even set higher temp rates. So if you're in a car, like going on a road trip for like say seven hours, say I'm driving from California to Arizona. I will always set a temp basal rate. So I'm, um, so my pump is injecting more, a higher rate of insulin than it normally would just to cover my, my, um, just to cover my low activity for that time and keep my blood sugars more in range. And the fourth pro is that it just makes everything so much easier because you plug in however many carbs you're eating and you don't have to do all that math to figure out your exact dose. And then you don't have to worry about like half units or, you know, a quarter of a unit, like it automatically puts in the amount of insulin you need based on the carbs that you're eating to a T. So it'll calculate like five units point, like zero two or like whatever, you know, like just gets the amount of insulin you actually need so much more fine tuned to whatever you are eating. And the fifth thing is that it really helps. Like if you are eating a high fat meal or something, it makes it easier because if you are going to inject some of your insulin, like halfway through your meal, or give yourself an extra bolus, like a few hours later to help, those, uh, delayed highs from coming on <laughs> from eating all that high fat and high carb, you can just put in a, an extended bolus or in some pumps, I think it's called a dual wave bolus where you can give yourself a certain percentage right away and then get, give the other amount for like however many hours you want. So you could do an extended bolus over the duration of four hours or two hours or whatever you want. Sometimes I'll even, Even if I'm not eating a high-fat meal, but maybe I'm a little bit low before I start eating, I will put zero units right up front and then set it so it'll just give me all of the insulin in, like, 15 minutes. So it just makes it a lot easier. And plus, you're not, like, whipping out, like, five needles in the spam of, like... Five hours to give yourself a bolus. So it's already there. And the other great thing, so I guess this would be pro number six, is that if you do think like, hey, I'm going to be eating pizza, um, and then you put in your extended bolus to cover you for those high fat and high carbs, and then you only eat like a little bit of your pizza because you get full. I don't know that, like, even if I'm full, I'll still eat the pizza because pizza is delicious. But if you are, so say whatever you're eating, if you, Or like, oh, like, man, I'm so full right now. I can't finish my food. You can just cancel that extended bolus and you don't have to worry about force feeding yourself because you can just cancel that insulin. It's not like in your system already. And I'm sure there are more pros, but those are my top pros of having a pump and So now let's talk about the cons. So the cons of having a pump is having a tube attached to you. So it can be a little bit annoying. I mean, you get used to it, but it can be a little bit annoying just like when you're getting dressed because you have to like, I mean, I guess you could just unclip your pump while you're getting dressed, but I always make things so much more harder than they probably need to be. I'll, I'll like have to set my pump on something and then get dressed or like even when you're sleeping, if you're not wearing clothes or anything, it's like you just have to, I, I normally keep my pump like tucked underneath my pillow, but it can just be a little bit awkward at first cause you're not used to having this thing that you always have to carry around or like you have to carry it to the bathroom. It's just like, you're literally, Like holding your pancreas in your hand, unless you are always wearing clothes at all times, and like not only that, but like have a pocket that you can stick your pump in at all times, which I don't because I don't like to wear clothes when I'm sleeping, and sometimes when you're just like walking around the house or whatever, it's like you literally have to have a pocket to put your pump in. So when I'm working from home, like I'm sitting here, my outfit normally is jean shorts. So I can put my pump in my pocket. So that would be the number one con of having a pump. And then the number two con is bad sites. So with the, I think it it, it probably goes for most sites. I'm not hundred percent sure though, because again, I've only had the tandem T slim, but for the, you can get different sites. And when I say site, what it is, is if you have a CGM, you, you kind of get the picture, but it's basically the canula, which is like the, the, the plastic um, tubing or sometimes they have metal ones, but that is what goes into underneath the skin. So that's what the insulin goes through. Um, When you inject it and there's like this thing that you inject it with, if sometimes it's not like, like it, it could just, I don't know how it happens to be honest. Like maybe you're not holding it flat against your skin or, I mean, I'm sure there's like a number of different reasons, but sometimes the cannula, which is a little plastic thing, the little plastic tubing, it will get bent like upon insertion. And you don't know, like there's no way of knowing until your blood sugars fucking high and you feel like shit (laughs) so that is super annoying it's happened to me a bunch of times so I always have this fear now of like when I am injecting it and I don't want to scare you but it does happen and so that's just something to be aware of and so because of that I now when I change my site I always keep my old site on until I know that my new site is working because if I'm at the gym or something and I don't have an extra site with me in my gym bag, which actually that's really a good idea. Maybe I should carry an extra site in my gym bag, but um, if anything happens to my site that I just changed, I can just switch it over to the old site until I am able to put in a new site. And then once I know, like normally you will know if your new site is bent or not within the first three hours. So then at that point, like if I, if I'm good, if my blood sugar is good, then I'll just take off my old site because you don't want to leave your old site in too long either. So that is something that I have started doing. And then also depending on which kind of pump you get, like for the tandem T slim, the, Normal cannulas that everyone normally uses are the AutoSoft 30. So those are the ones that I sometimes have the most trouble with. So you can always try different sites like the AutoSoft 90 goes in at a 90 degree angle, and I have found that that helps um, from it bending. Or you can get the steel set. So obviously the steel sets are great because you know that they're not going (laughs) to bend. So I've tried all of them and I like the reason why I keep the 30 is because they don't bend all the time and I like how they look on my skin. I know that's like super not even the point here, (laughs) but you can't see the the tube at all and with the 90 you can see it but the 90s are great if you are leaner or you have more muscle or whatever because of the the way that they do inject underneath your skin so I always like to have those on backup if I can, because I've never had any problems with those yet. So it's just about finding like what works best for you, but just knowing that sometimes they can have issues, like sometimes they can bend and so always keep extra on you and just be ready for that to happen. Hopefully it doesn't happen, but just know that sometimes it does and it can be annoying. And then the absorbency so that would be the third con of having the pump so what i mean by that is like you really just want to make sure that you are constantly rotating your sights and making sure that you're putting them in different places every single time and then keeping them away from your Dexcom or like not putting them in the same place that your Dexcom was like really making sure that you're keeping a fresh spot. And it's just like injections. Like you want to make sure that you're not creating scar tissue, but also the longer you keep your site in the the less absorbent it gets like the less, I don't, I don't even know what's wrong with me. I can't even talk right now, but it becomes like the absorbent absorbency doesn't work as well. And so just keeping that in mind, like when you first change your site you might notice that your blood sugars are perfect or you might even notice that you're like a little bit on the lower end and that is because you have a fresh site and it's amazing (laughs) but as the days go by you might notice that you're a little bit higher or you're feeling a little bit more insulin resistant and so i've even gone through periods where i've changed my site like Every two days because I was noticing my insulin absorbency wasn't as good So you just want to like be aware of that generally now I will change mine every three days and One of the diabetes educators at my doctor's office was like, oh, you know You could probably do four days and I was like, "Oh, okay, like maybe I'll save myself some money and I'll just try four days so I tried four days and Yeah, my blood sugar was freaking high. So, I would, for me personally, I can't go four days, but it's just about finding like what works best for you and just knowing like it's not like an injection where you can just inject a different spot every single time and you know that your insorbency is going to be pretty good. It's like you have your insulin going into one spot for like two or three days or longer if you're one of those people that can go longer. Um, So, sometimes you may find the absorbency isn't as good on the last day or the last like day or two. So that's my top pros and cons for having the insulin pump. And now let's talk about my top my top pros and cons for using injections. So I have two top pros when it comes to injections, and these pros are big, so it's really like probably the two biggest. Number one is absorbency, so absorbency is like Obviously, a lot better um, because you're just uh, injecting your insulin as needed, and you can use a fresh site every single time you inject. And then number two is huge as well, and this was like the make it or break it for me at the beginning. This is probably the one reason why I did not get a pump for so many years, but it is the freedom of not having to wear something attached to your body 24/7, and that is big. And it might not be as big for you, but to me, that was like a big, big deal. Like just feeling so free of not having to have your friggin pancreas like <laughs> attached to the outside of your body where you either have to hold it or try to find a pocket to shove it in or just depending on what you're wearing to like clipping it on something or it just makes it a little bit more difficult and it's really not a big deal now for me but that is something like when I do not wear my pump for a day or something if I do ever switch back to injections I'm like oh like I feel so free (laughs) so that might be something just to take into account as well because it is a big thing when you're not wearing something attached to you it also makes it a lot easier Sometimes like when you are exercising or whatever you're doing, it's like you don't have to find a place to put it. And so if you're doing heavy training, you don't have to worry about like your pump falling out of your sports bra or like whatever, you know, it just gives you more freedom in that sense. Um, But now let's talk about the cons of using injections because these are gonna be big as well. So the number one con for me personally is just not having the flexibility that I need when I'm exercising or throughout the day for that matter, because I'm the kind of person that I hate having like a set in stone plan. I like to be able to change my mind if I want to. If like I wake up in the morning and I want to go for a really long walk, or maybe I decide not to take my morning walk or like whatever it is, like I just want to have that freedom to be able to go with the flow in the moment that I feel and having a pump like has helped me a lot do that. But when I was using injections or like when I do switch back, sometimes I will switch back and forth. I don't have that freedom as much because if I decide to go hiking one day, um, just on at spur of the moment, (laughs) then I can't adjust my basil. Like I've already injected my basil that morning and it's not like I can, just give myself a a smaller dose or go back. It's like, once I do it, then that's, that's it for the day. You know, like I can't go back and change that. So then I have to kind of time my nutrition a little bit better throughout the day and like make that a bigger focus rather than just fine tuning my insulin around what I want to be eating. You know, I can then like when I have, when I'm on injections, I have to be more mindful of timing my food, food around my activity. So a pro is not having something attached to you when you're using injections, but a con, the second con is that you, it it takes a little bit more thinking, like say you're going to dinner with your friends or you're going to birthday dinner. It's like, you have to think more about your bolus dose. And when you have a pump, you don't have to do as much math in your head when you're about to sit down and eat. It's like you, all you have to do is quickly plug it into your Pager looking thing and then you're good to go you know like you don't have to think as much of like okay I'm eating pizza I'm having a glass of wine I'm I'm eating this and this and should I do an extended bolus or okay I'm going to do an extended one so I'm going to do a bolus now and then maybe set an alarm in 15 minutes or just mentally think like okay in 20 minutes I'm going to give I give another injection to cover me for that it's like it just takes less thinking because you just plug it into your pump and then you're good. And another con for injections is just, again, just like the fine-tuning of your your basal and your bolus doses because, um, I mean, you can get the half-unit pens, which helps a ton, but you can't really fine-tune like a pump can because you're not essentially... Well, there are some meters, I think, or, or there is a pump one pen that I think was coming out, I don't know what it's called and I don't know if it's out yet, but I think you can't you could like input your carb intake or something and then it would calculate the bolus more accurately. But for the general pens that you just get from the pharmacy, those like um disposable ones, you can't always get like the the amount fine tuned to the exact amount like a pump can. So it can make it a little bit more challenging when you are dosing for not like maybe your activity, if you're doing high intensity or your like whatever food you're eating, that can be a little bit more challenging. So all in all, I feel like when it comes to the cons of the pens, it's like the the pro is you don't you're just so much more f- like free, not wearing something like you- amazing. (laughs) I'm just thinking about it. It's like, oh, but the, the con really for me personally is not being able to fine tune my doses. And so essentially I am having to fine tune my nutrition more around my activity instead of the other way around. So essentially I'm either fueling up because i just decided to do insulin and i mean i just decided to do some exercise so i have to eat a few glucose tablets instead of oh i'm gonna do some exercise so i'm just gonna set a temp rate on my pump and save me those extra calories like that kind of thing it just gives me a little bit more flexibility so that would probably be the top con for me for using a pen And again, there's probably a lot more pros and cons for both using pens and pumps. Like everyone's so different and you guys could probably add so many things to this list. But this is just my personal list and what I found so far for myself. And I would say personally, like if you are thinking about getting a pump or you're not sure, but you have the means to do so, just get it and see if you like it. And hey, if you absolutely hate it, you don't have to use it. Like that's kind of what helped me. Um, finally get one, just knowing that like, hey, I don't have to do anything. If I don't like it, I'm not going to use it. So just just try it and see if it works for you. And I will say like, I do feel that, especially now with the um, Basal IQ, and I know they're coming out with another one in the fall that will, I think it's going to automatically give you An injection, like if your blood sugar is too high or something. So, the technology is just so amazing, and I do feel like in combination, like definitely a Dexcom has helped my numbers and helped me get to an A one C of five point four after like twenty years of having diabetes. (laughs) So I think like obviously Dexcom has helped me, but I do really feel, especially since having the basal IQ and just that, um, has helped me so much in preventing so many lows, like that has helped me a ton as well. So, and when I say that I switch back and forth between my pump and my injections, the reason why I do so, if you're wondering, is normally because, um, well, in the beginning it was because I just was still not sure, like, If the pump was helping me out a whole ton, and that was before the basal IQ, before I had the basal IQ, but, um, now sometimes I'll switch back and forth. Like when I go away on holidays, sometimes if I'm, if the, sometimes it doesn't read with my Dexcom and it can be a little bit tricky depending on where I am and how remote I am, or, I will have super crazy insulin resistance. I will be super high. And so I'll just switch back to using injections just to, to try to help me. Um, so those are normally like the times when I will switch. But and this might just be me, but I do find when I do switch back and forth, like when I especially when I switch back to injections, guys, it takes me like a good almost a week, like maybe three to five days maybe even seven days to actually get back into the groove. And I don't know if it just is because it takes a bit for my body to get used to my long acting insulin again. But I find that when I do switch back to injections, I do have a few more highs. And then after that, they just even out and I am I can get back into the groove. And sometimes I have to adjust like my doses slightly because when I do switch back to injections, my overall basil that I use in my pump does not translate to injections and I always have to take less when it comes to my my basal when I'm taking injections because I'm I'm not really sure the science behind that but I will say that for sure so sometimes it just takes me a little bit to get my doses correct and get back get my body back into the groove of using injections but once I do then it's it's all right but I do prefer right now I'm loving having the basal iq so I'm really loving um using a pump so I hope these pros and cons helped you out a ton, and I hope they gave you a little bit more clarity on like what should you do? Like- I hope that it helps you. And if you have any other questions, feel free to message me. You can send me a message on the gram or you can email me. I will link to my contact info below in the show notes. And guys, if you liked this episode, please take a second to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of our weekly content. And if you feel called to do so, please do leave me a review because it really does help this podcast out a ton. And I would love to hear from you. And also, Also, if you are interested in checking out my balanced body guide, then be sure to do so. Go to diabeticfitnessworld.com forward slash BBG or click the link in the show notes if you're interested in losing fat, stabilizing your blood sugars with exercise, and knowing how to set your macros, how much protein, fat, and carbs your body needs, and how to adjust your macros and calories in order to continue losing fat. Then this just might be the very thing for you. So be sure to check it out. And again, thank you guys. so much for tuning in today. I'm so grateful for you and I will talk to you same time next week.